When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. Ben, I got a question for you. You just toss it right at me. What what makes one pasta better than another? Not a corny joke, genuine question. Okay, I actually have the same question right now because <laughs> because it, it like so many other things, I have wanted to DIY myself some homemade stock. You want to make some homemade pasta. Some homemade pasta because because I'm still currently I'm as of today I'm on day 30 of 75 hard. Yeah. Progress going well. Um one of the things I am struggling hard with to what I'm finding to be just the utter frustration of every human being in my life. Like nobody wants to give me advice because they're all just like I hate you. It's that I can't eat enough carbs. Can't eat enough carbs. I can't eat enough carbs. You should try and, some garlic bread. And so or some pasta. Some pasta. So you you instructed to me. You were like, you should just go home at the end of every day and just eat a giant bowl of pasta. Yeah, I'm on the spaghetti and meatballs diet. Are you? No, that's oh. what you should be saying to people. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, what, <laughs> what's, what are you doing, man? You look great. Yeah, to get, go ahead and try that sentence out. Just be like, yeah, do you feel like you could even say that? What? No. Which part? The, I, I, I'm on the spaghetti and meatballs diet. I would probably say Speggy. <laughs> you can't say it. Okay. Would, <laughs> so you can't. I got it. Answer? No. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't even get that one. This is your problem, man. What's my problem? You can't even you can't even say the sentence. I'm on the spaghetti and meatball diet. Yeah, I can't say it. But what, <laughs> but but here's the thing. I have wanted to I have wanted to create my own pasta because I think it looks very fun and for some reason I do think it would taste way better, which is something that doesn't actually make a huge amount of sense to me because there's there are like three ingredients in pasta mm. and they are literally flour, egg yolks and salt, mm-hmm. I think to the best of my knowledge and okay. Like like other things, like like possibly even like the macarons that I make, I think that there are like subtle shifts in terms of ratios and, and such that can give you different end results. Like I think there is such a thing as doing it better and, and doing it worse. Um, but that being said, though, like I don't know what makes one star better than other stars. Well, in my experience, most star be the same flavor. Okay. As it were. Right. Yeah. Um, they mostly, it seems like the difference between most pastas is that it just comes in different shapes. It does seem like that. Is right. The I mean, I I'm sure you can get like whole grain pasta and like regular pasta. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But then like, I also suppose there's something to the, to the idea of like the thickness of mm, the pasta. How which, many times did you put it through? Anytime I see people making pasta like on TV or like on the food network or something, they always have that little like spinner thing with the crank. Yeah. And it seems like someone, 
somewhere decided that the most appropriate way to make pasta was for the gear to be as small as possible. <laughs> so you gotta like, <laughs> wah, 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 wah. like I, here's what, here's what I would be interested in, Ben, make your own pasta, but go ahead and also like hook your bicycle up to it and just put it on the top chain ring. So you can be like, <laughs> you know, get some real, some real crank. Yeah. Get some real crank. Like save yourself a few rotations on the, the spinning. I'm not exactly sure why you have to put it through so many times and maybe you don't, but like in my head, you put it through a whole bundle of times. I think you put it through a lot of times, and I my guess is that each time you make it a little bit, you like uh, adjust the tightness of, of the spinner so that it gets oh. um, thinner and thinner and thinner. I see. But each time you made it thinner, so you can put it through thinner. Okay, so now now what's going through my mind is that like like it makes sense that like spaghetti, for example. Uh, would be so basic in yeah. terms of like pastas sure. because you could like possibly just <laughs> possibly <laughs> uh, you could just cut it into strands very easily. I, I think, or using some type of jig. However, when we were growing up, I feel as though mom very frequently, frequently would use bow tie my shaped least, pasta. Not, not my favorite shape of pasta. Oh, my least favorite shape of pasta is penne. Oh, the, oh. The, it's the long <sighs> tubes. Man, I don't have enough time to tell how much I don't like penne. I know. Don't, okay. even get, I actually, don't even get me started, man. <laughs> strong opinions about weak things. Penne can just like go away. Penne is just the worst shape of pasta, hands down. I, I stand by it okay. firmly. Okay. Um, you, know what's a, you know what's a close second? Just shells. 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 I feel like when we were in the Boy Scouts growing up, they would make us Velveeta oh. shells, mac and you cheese. You know, I was talking about like larger pasta shells. Oh, but you're I right. You the mini ones yeah. as well. Yeah. And yeah, anyone who's ever had Velveeta, which is like the artificial cheese <laughs> that you bring on Boy Scout trips to make your mac and cheese. I think because it doesn't need to be fridged. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. And you're just kids, and mac and cheese is pretty good, and it fills you up, and it doesn't, you know, weigh. Well, I mean, it doesn't not weigh nothing because it is a brick of cheese, <laughs> True. or a brick of not cheese, as it were. <laughs> good clarification. <laughs> good clarification. Anyway, there you go. Penne and shells, and then probably bow ties right there. Okay, but are, here's what I was going to say about bow ties. That was that it seems as though they would need to be like more effort would go into forming the bow tie than many other stars. As yeah. it were, because it's like it has like the like the pinch in the middle in order to bow tieify it. I suppose you really are just like cutting thick strands of pasta and then just doing a pinch. Doing a pinch, but then it also has like that roughly edge. Yeah, but, but maybe I, you're right. Maybe think, you're right. Yeah, I think mostly what you would do is you'd have like a like a pizza slicer that just had the roughly edge though. Okay. And okay. then you would just slice you okay. do the rows and then you'd slice out the little rectangles and then you just pinch them. It still seems like more work than yep. like than like Speggy where you I would mean, just you just pasta re- is a labor of love, you know. You're well, you're well, not getting into it. You're not making your own pasta because it's easy. Right, right, right. But that's the thing, though. Like, I don't think that in the history of my entire life, I have ever gone to a restaurant, ordered a pasta dish, and ate all of it. Interesting. Who can? It's so much food. Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. Yeah. This is what I, I mean, mean. Everybody just, nobody wants to be supportive about my problems. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. You can't eat enough food. Uh, <laughs> gee willikers, Ben. Gee willikers. Oh, boy. Yeah. You need to just start ordering lots more appetizers where all the fried food is. Right. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. Polish off some mozzarella sticks. Well, well, when it comes to the 75 hard. So let me, let me, let me give a quick update on this. Particular yeah. Give thing. us the update on 75 hard because here's the thing. So I, since, since doing it much more active, mm-hmm. which has been fantastic yeah. dieting, which has been great because I feel like I'm, I'm getting all the right nutrients put into my system and such. I feel like I have seen 
people in fitness communities refer to bulking before, which is basically the process of operating at a calorie surplus, so eating more food than calories you're able to burn every day to build mass, and then you basically do what's called a cut, which you then operate at a calorie deficit in order to then convert some of the additional mass that you have created into muscle. And then it's sort of like the repetition of this process over time that makes for the people that you see like on covers of like fitness magazines and Mm -hmm. such. Right. And so going into 75 hard, once upon a time, we of course talked about my 17 inch biceps. Right. The goal, the dream. The dream. If I get them, if I get them, then I get my tattoo finally for realsies. <laughs> Every single thing about my life is like eight stepping stones that are all going in like one of those geometric patterns mm. where if you go up one staircase, you're actually coming down a different one. Yeah, I've got I've got one that I'm working on right now that is like like so many moving pieces are like I want to get to this one step. I want this one thing, and the amount of steps it's going to require is like so much effort. But it's like all the things are moving in that direction. But it's just getting everything else out of the way. Okay. But we'll come back to it. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um. But so yes. So with with uh this, I was like hoping like okay like maybe like if I really commit to it like maybe I can hit this fitness goal my 17 inch biceps whilst. Uh, doing 75 hard. And I do think that I've seen a lot of progress, but the other thing that's happening is that I'm exercising so much that I'm just getting, I'm, I'm just getting like leaner, mm-hmm. um, which is great. And I'm, I'm very proud of like the results that I'm seeing and everything, but I'm like next winter, I am just going to have to, I'm just going to have to find a way to consume. Yeah. You know, I'm going to have to become a human vacuum cleaner yeah. for the spa. Mm-hmm. But maybe it will be the creating of my own pasta that finally gets me there. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Uh, maybe. I always think that like homemade bread doesn't like, it always seems like I can eat more of it with less consequence. Ooh, good, good, good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like homemade bread doesn't count. You can eat as much of that as you want. I love it. Yeah. I'm going to start making my own bread. Plus, you can't stop because it's so good. I'm going to be Baker Ben. Baker Ben. Yeah. It'll be yeah. great. It'll be great. Okay. So you are also in the midst of a fitness challenge where you are riding your Peloton uh, every day in the month of April. Every um, day in the month of April. <laughs> but you said there you- wasn't a better month. To use, <laughs> you said you have a very specific goal in mind that you were that you were barreling at. Oh well, you know what? It is semi-related to that, but it's not that. That wasn't what I was talking about. Oh, okay. Um, I can give you an update on my thirty-day Peloton as we record. It is the eleventh, and so I have ridden it eleven days in a row. Way to go! Which very proud been, of you. Which has been pretty good. Yeah, we talked a little bit last week about like the immediacy of tomorrow. Um, that is still very present, especially here at the beginning of the week, like. Uh, cause on Monday and Wednesdays when, uh, I go to the gym to like lift weights as well. So I'm having to like wake up at six to ride the Peloton ahead of time and then go to the gym. Right. Yes. Yeah. So like, uh, today, for example, that, that was the case cause we're recording on Monday. Um, and then, uh, then we came to work, and then I had like we have the treadmill desks that we've been doing as well. Yes. So you and I sat down to record um, our review of the Secrets of Dumbledore this morning because we saw that over the weekend. Yep. And like I was just like the entire time we've had the walking treadmill, I've been like, this is great because I'm not even like out of breath when I'm like doing it. You know, you can walk for like an hour, you can walk for like a hundred minutes, and it's just like yeah, this this was just like such passive activity. Like there are there's like almost no like downside but i was just sitting at the like the table waiting for us to get the camera set up and stuff and i was like i am like breathing weirdly hard oh interesting i was like i was like why am i breathing so because it was like 20 minutes after the fact and i was like still breathing hard and i was like it could be 
because I've worked out kind of three times a day and had like a protein shake and a protein bar and that's it. <laughs> like yeah. I've had like no food. I'm like, this is not good. I am breathing too hard for the like, for, like, for where we're at in the for day. Where yeah. I'm at and for like the amount of rest I should have had. It was like this so this is like the first time I've had that sort of issue. Um with it where it felt like it like really stacked up yes. in a way that made me feel like I gotta I gotta get some water or something. This is weird. Right. Um yeah, what uh, what other notice? Uh, so this uh, past week, I had uh, a day as well where it was. I really had to have like a big schedule shakeup because uh, we went to the Bachelor Live. We can talk about that if you want. Uh, me and Beth did one night, so we were like up late and we went to like order some wine because you know it's the Bachelor. You got to get wine for the show naturally. Yeah, yep, it was pretty course. fun, and it was at the concert venue I used to work at. Bingo. Yeah, bingo. So that was kind of cool. But like we went up to the you know to get the wine, they're like, "Would you like a small or a large?" And I was like, "Well, I don't want to come back to the concession, so I'll just get the large." And boy, did I think. I don't know what I thought they were going to give me when I said large, but apparently what they heard was, I'd like the wombo, please. Oh, they dear. Just, I mean, they gave me and Beth each this, like, cup just full literally to the top. At, like, you couldn't, like, barely move it. You had to do, like, a sort of thing to, like, start walking around with it. It was so much. So that didn't help. So then we were also out late had a drink and then I've been wake uh I've been having like terrible allergies so like I woke up the next morning and I was like I just I can't I can't do it today too many things have intersected right yes at six in the morning I think Luke also woke up at like three in the morning that night so like I was extra tired I was like I'm just gonna have to do it later I'm just gonna have to do it later uh but then it turned out doing it later became harder and harder because uh you and Alice were coming over for dinner that night yeah and I was like oh okay so I can't do it like as soon as I get home from work no big deal you know what um, I think you were working from home that day. I was like, I think I'm just going to set, maybe I'll just like, maybe we'll just have like an early day at the office. It's Friday afternoon. We'll just leave at four. Boom. I'll get it done before they come over for dinner. Yep. Couldn't do it. Turns out. Cause we also had a Google hangout with patrons, which was also super fun and good. It just meant I had to like find a different way to do the Peloton. So instead I had to do the hangout, then go home, then have dinner, then put the kids to bed. And then do and then, my workout. Yeah. You know, it's just like, oh my gosh. But I've decided this is something that I didn't really take into account ahead of time that Fridays are going to be like my recovery day, quote unquote. Okay. Because, like, I, I, I don't know. It just seemed like, um, like, a, part of me was like feeling guilty, like, I'm not trying hard enough today. And I was like, no, you know what? You really. I think you like, uh, so I'm curious on your 75 hard. Have you had days where it's just like, I obviously still have to meet the requirements for the challenge, but today is definitely more of a rest day. Yes. Yeah, <clears> absolutely. <throat> like in, in even, even yesterday I told like the crew when I walked in, uh, <clears throat> this morning, it was like yesterday. So today's Monday. Uh, yesterday was a Sunday obviously. And it was just a bad day. Like it was yeah, just no. like, it just, it was like, it just wasn't a good day. Uh, and, and I feel like for me to go like full bore, it was a bad day. It's like it, I, I think I would like to say that like my, my like litness for that is, is pretty considerable. Yeah. Like to, to have fully qualified it as a bad day. Um, but so last night, uh, Alice and I basically like, you know, we got Addy down and everything. We're like going to, I'm like, I, I still need to work out. It's like, you know, eight 30 at night or whatever. Right. And <laughs> I still have to do two workouts today. All right. <laughs> right. And so I did for my workout, I have a couple of like different things that I've been able to pair together, but I counted for the first 15 minutes of my 45 minute workout. I did just like very like, intentional and active stretching um which i would say is like you know normally i would stretch before a workout as sort of just like get loosened up type of thing right this was more like 
I am stretching for like a long time. Right. You know, like and, and like repeating them and trying to move through the motions. And it was kind of like because I don't think I have a full 45 minutes, but I feel like this is still it absolutely falls into like a wellness yeah. column of physical movement. It's like this weird mentality of like um do less to do more. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Like w- within the challenge, I think there have been several days so far where I found myself, uh, there, there was one night this week where I didn't hit my protein goal. And so I'm like standing in the kitchen with my, my jug of protein powder and uh, a gallon of whole milk sitting on the counter. It's like 1030 at night. Like Allie's already upstairs, like getting ready for bed and stuff like that. And I was like, I have to drink three protein shakes. Oh my god! To close out this night, like because things just interrupted my ability to eat throughout the day, and it was just like it's like I am between a rock and a hard place right now. Like I haven't missed my protein goal since I started. Right. Everything has been so solid. I've been so proud of myself, and it's like like I can't go back in time and have more time for more food to get into my system. Right. It's like the only fast track I have right now. Is my protein powder. It's like a weird situation where like if it weren't for the, like the parameters of the challenge, like you would not be doing that sort of thing. And it's like is it's like a question of is drinking three protein shakes in a row at 1030 at night like actually helping your body? No, in a way. Or is it just like I'm doing it because I'm doing the challenge? It was more for my mind than right. it was for my body. And and I will openly admit that like like for what it's worth, like I don't I don't think that I'm running myself absolutely ragged or anything with this. Like I think it's been really good for my mental health <laughs> on the whole. But that was a that was a day where it was like, I don't I want to like prove it to myself that I can keep doing this. And so it was kind of like. It, almost like if you were to eat like 27 like multivitamins, for example, it's like th- largely what's going to happen is you're, you're like you're eating expensive urine, you know, like uh-huh. like it's just your, your body just can't uptake that many multivitamins. Right. Like it, like it just doesn't have anything else to do with them. So everything that overflows the tank is just like, well, it's gone now. So, you know, you don't need any more of it. And so I, I sort of felt like there was there was some chance that. A little bit of that was going on Mm -hmm. on this particular day. I don't know how it all works in terms of like the internal biology of it. But uh, yeah, that was that was my rationale. But definitely when it really came down to it, it was like I I just want to I want to stay on and I don't want to have this this feeling that there was like that one day where I I didn't quite get it, you know, right. Um, And because I think I just would have been. I I think it like would have been like an asterisk on on the completion of the challenge at the end that I would have been like. There was that Thursday night. There was that. The yeah. Thursday night. I should really start over again. Yeah. Because like, that's the other thing, too, is I do not want to get to the end and not feel like I did it. Right. Um, but that being said, the really good news about all of it is I, I think I'm picking up some really fantastic new uh, habits and kind of making some like tweaks in my life that I don't know that I ever would have made if I wasn't doing what felt like all of the other stuff right oh like what so one of the big things right now that i'm like i'm i'm like having like a serious contemplation about is like quitting social media ah (laughs) (laughs) um so it's 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 very i think multi-layered in terms of like what has kind of uh brought me to this particular decision but it just so happened to be the case that my nonfiction reading um that I I picked up over the weekend. It's called Dopamine Nation. And it's a book about 
where we source and track dopamine in our brain. And uh, a, a lot of what social media offers us is a hit of dopamine. So, you know, like you might be waiting at the dentist's office or whatever for your turn to go. And you're just like, I'm sitting here. I'm bored. I want to not be bored. I'm going to open my phone. Boom. Something interesting happened like dopamine fired. Right. And you're sort of like, you get like that fix. Um, and the thing that the, um, not specifically with social media, but one of the things that the author compared this kind of like, uh, like phenomenon to is, Oh no, it just tranked out of my head. Oh, uh, it's painkillers. And like sort of the explanation with painkillers is that like you're in pain. So you take a painkiller and it helps ease the pain. And then you're in a little more pain. So you take more painkillers and you know, the pain goes away. But then eventually it's like, if you run out of those painkillers, your pain will actually be worse than it was at the start. So it's like your body could actually be hurting more at that point. And so I think what's happening to me uh, as it pertains to like social media and such is that like I hate boredom to begin with. Right. But I think social media makes me hate boredom when I don't have a solve for it even more. Does that make sense? Like I don't, maybe like so you feel like you're doing even like less than nothing by being on social media. Ooh, less than nothing is a very double negative type of <laughs> yeah. like situation to be in. Um, it's like, I, like, like being bored without scrolling on your phone would be more productive than scrolling on your phone. Correct. Okay. And, and it would be the case that you would feel less frustration with that boredom if you had like eliminated a constant way to solve the boredom. Oh, right. Is sort of the thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like if you don't have this thing to rely on as a constant source of solving your boredom, then when you are bored, you are even better equipped for it. I guess so. If that makes sense. Yeah. So anyway, um, all that to say, uh, like, so that that's like one more educational layer to my dopamine uh, related th- thinking there. But the other is that like you're listening to us right now and we my primary job is making internet or you know like content on the internet right like social media is is a rather substantial part of like my job sure you know and so like i think it's kind of like one of these things where it would feel interesting to me to do what we do and then like literally be someone who has no social media available on his phone at all right like do you, do you kind of see like like how that would seem yeah like it would be like you you're like known on social media but you're not even really on it other than like the show you make yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yep, but exactly. like, i would say already you're pretty not on facebook or twitter yeah for I, the most part anyway and like pretty sparsely on instagram in terms of posting stuff i'm not sure how much you're like scrolling any of those apps that's that's probably <clears> what it comes down to the most uh is 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 how often I end up getting caught in the, in the crosshairs that way. But I think part of what's happening is that I'm rationalizing like, well, no, I can't like delete these apps because this is like what I do for a living. Like I have to, I have like, you know, I have to be able to do it. And it's like, but I don't really use any of them for my job. Like the problematic relationship that I have with them has nothing to do with work. It's like, it's like the, the, like the, the devil on your shoulders, like, no, you can't delete those because you need them for work. And it's like the rational part of your brain is like, but I'm not even using them for work related purposes. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, but, but one of my big thoughts was, or, or I've, I've had like a few different 
mental approaches to what this could look like. Uh, one of them was just literally allowing like Alice or Cat here at the office just run my Instagram. Right. Like, I, I don't actually know if this is true, but at the gym this morning, uh, you and I and our, our coach Gabriel were talking that like apparently Selena Gomez hasn't been on the Internet in five years. Um, yeah, that's what he said. I'm not sure what the how I don't know where that fact was sourced from or if it's true, but that was that's what we're going off of. <laughs> that's what we're going off of. So, yeah, like unverified thought. But I also think Selena Gomez is like amongst one of the most followed people on Instagram. And, right. And she still has an Instagram presence, presence. Uh, which means that. And this would not surprise me at all. I mean, she she is certainly successful enough and has enough people behind her that somebody could very easily just be running, right, running the show for her. And it's like she still goes and does these photo shoots. She's still involved with, you know, new productions. She was just in uh, Only Murders in the Building. Yep. You know, so like any amount of like publicity related things that she needs to do uh, can still go out and exist out there in the ether. However, she doesn't have to go and be a direct part of it. Assuming this is true. Assuming that it's true. Um, and so I was like, that's sort of an interesting thought, though. Like, like I have a hard time figuring out what's worth posting to Instagram in the first place. But I was like, maybe if I just sort of like offload this and then it's kind of like, I took some cool pictures this morning. Do with them what you will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I don't I like I don't know. Like that. Maybe that's a that's a good way to interact with it. Right. Uh, possibly. Or else the other the other thought that I had would be um, I, I've thought before that it would be interesting to have a TikTok page called Thoughts with Ben, where it's basically some of these like deep philosophical thoughts that I have where right. I, can, I can attempt to pose a question and hopefully spark a discussion as a result of that question. Uh, but I was like, wouldn't it be kind of interesting if I did these types of things, but I never like I never log in to see anything right like so it's like you I, sit down and record thoughts with ben and then you just hand it to ethan and it's like can you just put this on my tiktok right yeah, and then it's just right. and then it and just then goes just out there and i don't i don't see the comments i don't see the views i don't see the likes i don't see i don't see anything it's just it went out i had doing it i had a thought and i don't want i don't want the comments and thoughts and everything to affect the thought that i had i right. would just like to be able to right. express this because sentiment. like once you know certain thoughts got more comments Yes. You might start tailoring your thoughts to appease those commenters. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And that's not what you want. That's not what no. you want. Like, you just want to be able to be like, this was the thought that I had today. So I put it out there. Right. Um, so all of that to say, though, yeah, it, it's it's uh, I'd be so curious how much I might still like reach into my like reach into my pocket or like what might take its place, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of. Yeah. Like is is it possible that like if this isn't there that something else would be there? Right. I yeah, and I don't know. Yeah, like if you just uh I've thought about this before too like just not um like if when I got home I just, you know, took 3 minutes to walk upstairs and just like put my phone next to my bed and just like I'll just see this in the morning. Yeah. You know. Yep. Just like this is not going to be part of my evening anymore. Yep. Um like how would that how would that change my evenings? You know, absolutely. Well, and, and on that same token, one thought that I had is we we work here at the SCB office. Um, would be if I left my smartphone here. Oh, at all times, right? And then literally just had like straight up a flip phone that like 
mom, dad, you, Alice. Right. This is the problem is that sometimes people try and communicate with you. Right. Like you, you need to be reachable for, some, for, you, just get a, you know what? Don't even get a flip phone. Just get like a house phone. Uh, oh, you know what house I mean? Phone. Yeah, just like a house phone that like rings and the entire house has to deal with it. <laughs> People will not know the pain of Sunday night movie night and someone calls yeah. in the middle of it and then mom has to go and talk for 20 minutes. Right, no and it's good. like, mom, come back. I'm watching a movie. I know. All right, so this actually, I think it brings up another interesting question that I wanted to talk about today. Okay, so um, I think this is kind of interesting, but... It is the question of when, like, your kids, Addison, uh, are old enough, would there be an argument for getting them a flip phone? Oh, there's absolutely arguments for it. Right. Absolutely. I am, like, petrified of giving Luke, like, um, a tablet or a, you know, uh, iPod at or something with the screen that he can just play with nonstop that's, like, officially his, you know, I feel like he would just get lost in there already right you know like um at the moment um we do have like a a tablet it's like i don't know it's like the amazon fire or something okay uh it's whatever the kids one is it's just like blue thing but uh and we do have it uh but he we only ever give it to him for long car rides like anytime we're going to be going anywhere where he's going to be like sitting in the car seat bored for like more than an hour and it's mostly because you know, when you're sitting in the car seat, there's not a lot to do. <laughs> right. And it does feel like at least now you will have something to entertain you. Um, so that that's really the only time he gets much access to it. And it's not like he doesn't, you know, watch TV and stuff uh, some throughout the day. But he definitely does not have like a, uh, a tablet or a screen or something. And I feel like the longer I can prolong that uh, from happening the better because i feel like it's so it's so easy like you know i'm i'm already victim to it oh yeah yeah absolutely i already don't like this about myself and i feel like you don't you don't need it you know and the thing is like he is so imaginative like he comes up with all these different games in his heads and he'll just be upstairs in his room like see like we do like quiet time every day which is basically nap time but a lot of times luke will just you know play by himself in his room with with his toys and the stuff he comes up with it just like blows my mind sometimes it's like he's like yeah you leave him you let him be bored and he'll just come up with stuff and i feel like that's probably maybe what you're getting at like uh, it yeah. is yeah yep you're yeah, you're, like, you're, you're finding it yeah like your brain you know what you're gonna be bored but you're gonna find something to do right and i will say yeah like even right something i've even noticed just like 11 days into my little peloton thing that i like um you know like on on the last friday when i had to like wait until nine o'clock at night to do my to do my ride it was like it would have been so easy to not do it but like just even just this far in i feel like what i'm like learning um about myself is that or about this process is that like for so long there's been so many days where i've like thought about doing it it's like i just don't have time or it's just like or i'm just too tired but then you go do it and it's done and it's like nope you could have done it like like, you know what like actually it's more doable than you think and it's like i'm only really sticking to it because of the challenge but like the lesson is still setting in that like i i could do it like if it's important to me i can make time to do it even if it feels like there is no time to do it right and even like the just like the past two weekends um i feel like i have gotten like a ton of stuff done just like around the house like 
um, whether it was, you know, planting our sunflowers or we like hung a curtain rod this weekend or caulking the bathroom. It's just like all these little projects is like, you know, I'm just going to go do it right now. And like normally I would have been telling myself like I'm not. Like, uh, I'm just dealing with the kids right now or because I got to, you know, Luke's, you know, going to be bothering me the whole time. Like, I'm not going to be able to do it. It's like, I'm just, he'll just come with me and we'll just get it done. And it'll be a little bit harder, but we'll just do it anyway. Yeah. And I actually <laughs> kind of love this because you included a lot of the stuff in your vlog this week. And yeah. I thought it was some of the funniest stuff that oh I've seen gosh. in your vlog in <laughs> such a long time. I was like, oh, my yeah. God, this is hilarious. Yeah, it was a very good vlog this week. If you haven't seen it, you should go check it out. <laughs> yeah, Watching watching Luke help you lay tape uh, for caulking the bathtub was pretty yeah, pretty oh, amazing. Man. He was pretty excited about it because yeah, it's it's amazing the stuff that kids will find special. We just have like yeah, blue painters tape that you put down so you don't get paint on you know the ceiling or something. Sure. And he just he's like, this is my special tape. My special this tape. My special. This is mine. I love it. I'm gonna put it down. It's gonna be a racetrack. Whatever. You know? Right. 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 Okay. So so on that note though, because we we brought it back to Luke a little bit. So yeah, this this fast forward it does fast forward to like age. I don't know, 12, 13, 14, whatever, when it is due time for them to probably have uh, some means of being able to contact you. It's right. it's one of these things where it's like, in my head, it's like, I am 100% sure that a less smartphone is is better overall. Right. Because it's it's less of a distraction. It's, it's less being sucked into a lot of the... Um, you know, potentially toxic nature associated with, with social media that we all see right. and feel all the time. Um, the, the, it's like, it is a really, really, really weird thing from, I, I, I think, you know, as I start to like try to place myself in, you know, the parent's perspective about making a decision like this is largely just like, everyone's going to have one. Right. It's like, on the one hand, it feels like you can know for sure that your kid not having a smartphone has got to be the better decision in terms of like spending too much time on social media and screen time. But then it's like, you don't, do you want your kid to be the only kid who doesn't have one? Like, is that going to make them like an outcast? Are they like then not progressing in other ways? Like in just, you know, knowing how to like use them or, you know, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. In, in a world that does, that does seem to incorporate, you know, knowledge of technology as more of a basic standard of existence on, right. on like a daily basis. Um, yeah, it's like, it, it's like, it probably is good that they know how to use Google maps, you know, or, right. or, or, or something. And, and I think even for that matter, it's like, I, I know that a lot of like my news, uh, I get through my social feeds. So like, so that's even something as I've considered, like taking away Th this this like element of my life it's like i might actually need to solve solutions that my social media apps currently give me right you know it's like like I, I might i might need to seek out information so that i am like informed with what is going on in the world right there's also then like another side of it to where you know if like you have never experienced like if you you know let's say you just get you don't give your kid a smartphone ever like all the way through high school or whatever and they go through yeah they make it all the way through college or whatever and get a real job and they're like you know what i have money now and i am going to buy my like self uh, an iphone and i'm or then are they suddenly like ill-equipped to know how to handle, handle it like are they suddenly like <clears throat> like a 13 year old who just got an iphone you know, like, are they even, are they more susceptible to be like sucked down the hole of screen time 
or I, yeah, I don't know. I know. I, 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 I kind of understand where, where you're coming from. Um, it, it's, it's, like I if think, you never had candy until you were 25 and you discovered it, something like, yeah, you can just go buy as much as you want. Would you be like, are you kidding me? <laughs> this is there. <laughs> yeah. All I have, okay. Yeah. No, that's a good point. It's a good point. Um, and yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know because I would like to think that the 25 year old mind would be able to discern and, and operate with more discipline than, you know, the 12, 13 year old mind. Right. In terms of like, recognizing and understanding limits and then also not having had your formative years so, so like so much foundation built around it mm-hmm. um yeah but then like i didn't get like a like a smartphone until i was you know um graduated from college is that right yeah holy cow that's like that's i feel like that's hard to wrap my head around right yeah like i I went all the way through college and i just had like a flip phone and stuff you had you had one of those like qwerty ones that had like a full keyboard oh yeah yeah, yeah. the nv2 the nv2 it was orange <laughs> yep i could type so fast on that thing i could i could type faster i think on that phone than i can on my iphone <laughs> oh i i absolutely could i think i could text faster on a number pad yeah than i can on my iphone yeah i make so many mistakes on my iphone all the time if i get to the end of a sentence and I haven't made a mistake. I'm like, that's unbelievable. I was, this was great. What a great sentence I just typed. You know what? Honestly, I think the reason that I know that I'm so bad at it is because it seems like Google Chrome's search bar on the phone does not have autocorrect built into it. Ugh. And so I will be like, you know, what year was this person born? And I'll look down and it's like, yeah. and it's like, that's not what I meant. Nope. <laughs> and it's nope, like, nope. normally you figure this out for me, hmm. but you didn't. The other thing I'm going to complain about just really fast before before changing topics is the word well like w-e-l-l mm-hmm. on my autocorrect right now it is autocorrecting to will w-e apostrophe l-l that's annoying every single time and oh my gosh it is it is like so annoying yeah and i've looked it up and it's like i don't think that there's a fix for it it's just like it, it's like it's i'm just i'm i'm stuck in the well uh, <laughs> i guess we'll see <laughs> wow look at you go. You know i have a weird problem okay. uh with this as well which is that sometimes i will try and type when i'm typing luke's name the u and the i are right next to each other oh so yeah. it says like so it'll say like and then obviously like is just a word, so it'll leave it in there and not go back and correct it, which is frustrating. And then the um, sometimes I'll also hit J instead of the letter I, which people call me J. And so if I'm replacing it with the letter I, it suddenly seems like I'm speaking in the third person. <laughs> like, I don't think we should do that. J don't, J don't think we should do that. <laughs> it's so true. It's, it's so annoying. I'm like, uh Oh no! No, that's not like, what I meant. He does this third person thing. All <laughs> this the is time. not what Jay meant. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! That's yeah. pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Um, d- d- transition. Transition. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile. And it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Popcorn Culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like, even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting. You know, to me, it was just like a rare Charizard is a rare Charizard. Like it doesn't, doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip. Turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded, it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. And we're back. Okay, so here's here's another thing that I want to talk to you about because okay. I think I think we were discussing something before uh, hopping on the pop today yeah which was the idea of having a uh either super carlin brothers or carlin brothers wine yeah well um, okay i think or, or libation because am i saying this i was saying i was missing i was missing with the name popcorn culture and i was saying like welcome to cultured popcorn and like would would is that the right phrase for like fermenting something like culturing it I believe there would be cultures involved. Culture, yeah, right? Cultured popcorn. It's popcorn-flavored wine. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds terrible. That sounds just absolutely dreadful. No, but you know what it would probably really just be is, like, corn wine. Corn wine? What is fermented corn? What is that? Bourbon. Bourbon, yeah, exactly. Which, I mean, that would be cool. Exactly. That would be cool. Exactly. Okay, so here's... Yeah, don't knock it. (laughs) No, I know, I know. Yeah, if if that was attainable, although it goes back to that thought where because bourbon has to be aged for so long, it's like, it is such a long game. Yeah. It's like, okay, we're going to go. We're going to buy tons of equipment. We're going to start, we're going to start barreling this stuff. Warehouse. Six years from now, we're going to be able to start selling it. Yep. Uh, Every year between now and those six years, we need to try to figure out how much of it we're going to sell because we won't actually know how popular it is until six years from now. But in that time, we will have needed to have been producing every year so that each subsequent year we can then unbarrel the rest of it right it's like so much of the production process of anything that needs to age for this period of time is just like a mind warp it is a bit of a mind warp because then you have to figure that your first year of launch might not even be the year you get a good gauge on the popularity of it you might not know how like you might not become like established in the market or you know for for another six years right and then at that point you might have been basing it off of year one because that's all you had to go off of and turns out you're really popular but year one you're only like kind of popular so now for the next six years you're going to be short on supply yeah yeah yeah. so it's it's uh it's it's very it's very tricky to predict and there's there's actually i mean plenty of people probably heard the story of pappy van winkle uh which is a highly highly sought after bourbon yeah uh due specifically to its rarity uh most most accounts i have heard of people who have had Pappy Van Winkle, uh, specifically the the 23 year, which again, obviously goes without saying, it takes an awful long time to start catching up yeah. on 23 year old aged bourbon. Right. Um, but the, I have heard that it's, it's kind of like rather unremarkable, which, which maybe makes sense. Like, could you imagine a scenario where, where you tasted it and it was just like otherworldly like what could it possibly taste like to make it worth the expense which by the way is about six thousand dollars for a bottle unbelievable and that's not that's not the retail price i think the retail price is closer to like 250 275 which is of course still a lot but in order to have the ability to purchase a bottle Typically, you have to win a lottery, right? which we actually, we just had uh, our Virginia just did the batch of them and and our whole family entered the lottery and 60,000 people entered not to win a bottle, to win the right to buy a bottle, right? Because once you have then purchased it, you effectively have something that is now a highly sought after collector's piece, right? Um, You could sell on the 
uh, on the secondhand market, the wet market, as it were, the <laughs> yeah. wet market. Yeah, um, <clears throat> down by the docks. So here, here's my kind of here's my query about this though, uh, and I, I liked it because we were originally talking about wine, and it had really fun implications for what we could call it. So let's assume that we're, we're that you can make wine from corn. Yeah. Okay. Just okay. for the purposes. Corn of, wine. I'm setting this up because I want to say two words and back okay. to back. Okay. Okay. So I'm having this thing lately uh, where it had it, it's the idea or the the lack of need or maybe the amount of resources that go into moving water physically all over everywhere. Right. Costs a lot of money to move water. Right. So like, like when you're, when you buy, um, a, I actually, I did a, um, a podcast once upon a time with Hank Green, where he, he was the first person to explain this to me in such a way that that made sense. So shout out to Hank Green for this bit of information. But when when you're purchasing like a, a two liter of Coca-Cola, you know, off the shelf at the market, like what you're buying for that two dollars or however much that cost is literally the cost literally. of literally <laughs> the cost of of shipping the weight of it to the shelf like you know it's like it's your the materials inside of it as far as the coca-cola company is concerned are nothing like the the syrups involved the the sugars the flavorings the the dyes whatever all goes into it that doesn't cost them anything at all right relative to the cost of the coca-cola of the shipping so if you were to have and, and this was you know kind of his his grand business idea was basically the idea to just sell soda syrups as a way to you know effectively allow everybody to add, you know just just add water you know like we all have water where we are already so there's no need to ship it and use so much of our resources to transport water from one place to another right so like the ways that i have attempted to implement this in my own personal life so far is i bought like a puck of shampoo so it's like it's like a shampoo bar right it's like it's like literally like a hard piece of i don't know um concentrate of whatever shampoo solution is Mm -hmm. so you buy that instead of buying like you know the the heavier bottle where the primary ingredient is water right so anyway i try to keep i try to think of more and more ways that you could limit this and and so when we were talking about having culture popcorn cultured popcorn yeah. our, our wine our I was, wine i was like well shoot you can't just add water to wine it kind of needs to be pre-assembled and then, <laughs> and you just what, need powdered wine uh, space wine space wine space wine yeah so that's that's the thought <clears throat> it's like how and what would you have to do in order to have a packet of wine right where you could just you 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 get your packet <clears throat> You pour it into a bottle. You fill it up with water. Wine. Boom. Wine. Actual. Water into wine. Miracle. (laughs) It's a miracle powder. We we turned water into wine. Oh, my gosh. The marketing campaign is writing itself. It's right there. All you need is powdered alcohol how do you do that how do you powder this alcohol? must be a th- no can it is it a thing i don't think it could be a thing i don't think it could be a thing either so that was the thing i was like i was like oh my gosh it's so close it's so it's so close it's to being so close like the the coolest and most brilliant thing ever 
And and then we could, I mean, literally, I would call it space wine. Space wine. So that's what would be on the label. I kind of imagine like crudely drawn drawn cartoons, you know, of of like an astronaut, yeah. you know, up above Earth, and he's got like his little space wine bottle. He's got a space wine bottle, but his head is actually a piece of popped popcorn. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Properly abstract. Yes. Yes. <laughs> because it's corn based wine. Because it's corn based wine. So really, it's bourbon. <laughs> So really, it's bourbon. <laughs> so there's no grapes. <laughs> so it's it's space wine, which is actually bourbon, and it's powdered. Yeah. <laughs> who's exactly. gonna put, who's it's gonna not put confusing on, at all? Who's gonna put me on Shark Tank? I yeah. mean, let's just, <laughs> let's just go and let's go. All we have to do is invent it, invent powdered alcohol, and we're off to the race. <laughs> truly, truly, nothing could stop us. Yeah. Nothing could stop us. Nope. Turning water into wine, which is actually bourbon. <laughs> It's not confusing at all. Not confusing at all. <clears throat> do you think it's a great idea or do you I, think it's a you know, great idea? I think it's a great idea. And if we could figure out how to powder us some alcohol, we're we're down. Okay. 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 In the meantime, how would you guys feel about just space wine that comes in actual wine containers? Oh, just like selling wine wine. Just actually wine wine. Yeah. Wine wine or bourbon wine. <laughs> <laughs> Good question. I haven't quite I haven't quite made up my mind. I feel like bourbon would take too long. You think it would take too long? Here's what we really need to do is for there to be someone who like owns a distillery or works at a distillery and knows people who are in the know on these sort of things, who's also a fan of the pop and who can be already aging some bourbon, which we can then be responsible for like marketing and putting our own label on is what we really need. Would you call it space bourbon? I mean, we could call it whatever you want, Ben, but space bourbon is obviously in the running. I don't even have to mention it. It's obviously one of the top obviously three options. in the running. You know, when NASA is sending people up to space, they're like, you know what? Let's add water. It's easy to ship water. No. Uh, exactly. They're like, we want to be in a really breakable glass bottle <laughs> that's really he- full of a heavy liquid that will lower your inhibitions and make you less able to make good decisions in space. Alcohol seems like the worst it thing. It seems like to the send to worst space. thing you can send to space. It is just there's no there is it is there is no use for it. Fortunately, whatsoever. you can drink our space bourbon on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> Most space bourbons must be consumed in space. Ours, not true. Exactly. <laughs> we made it earth friendly. All right. So uh, listen up, all distilleries out there who are fans of the pop. Uh, you know, we're interested. <clears throat> That's what we're saying. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we've put out the we've put out the the proverbial pop signal. Put, yeah. Exactly. The yeah. pop signal is out there. Do you think that if we had like kind of similar to the bat signal, yeah. and we shot a popcorn kernel into the sky, do you think people would just think it was a cloud? Oh my gosh, Ben. There's only you know what? It's not like we don't have roof access. Okay. <laughs> it's what is above us all right now need, is a roof. All we are a spotlight and a metal cutout away of a. Popcorn kernel shape from finding the answer out. You know what? If anybody, if like the the local airport is like, hey, what's up with this giant giant beam in this cow? Like, it's a cloud. I think you can. People have spotlights, right? Can you have a spotlight? Can you have a spotlight. This feels illegal. I distinctly remember one night in high school, you and me and John and Mike saw a spotlight shining up into the air, and we were like, we should go figure out what that where that is. And eventually, we got there, and it was a party at a hotel. Did we? Uh, hold on. Yeah. We found this? Yeah. 
Go us. Yeah, look at us. We found it. We're like, whoa, spotlights. Cool. All right, next thing. My version of the story actually goes the other way, where once upon a time, I was having a party on top of uh, a hill, Yeah. and a helicopter spotlighted us. Oh, less fun. From above. I know. We yeah. scampered. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Like, All right, we out of here. <laughs> time to go. Time to Everybody go. Everybody get your Everybody space beer. your space beer. <laughs> we got the roll. <laughs> I'll meet you back at Waffle House. Exactly. Exactly. All right, transition. Transition! Okay, Jay, I have another new pitch for you. Oh, okay. Because apparently today I'm just full of these. Yeah. Just like I got idea after idea after yeah. idea. It's hard to beat Space Wine. Although I do think that this next idea isn't too bad. Isn't too bad. Because I feel like it solves a, a, a problem that all people face. And it's, okay, it's the four-day work week. Four-day work week. Right? Hear me out. Except I feel like whenever I imagine the four-day work week, I always imagine it being the case that we would extend the weekend. So right. either either Monday or Friday becomes the new obvious, like, inclusion. We, yeah. we, we have a it longer... It feels like Friday becomes the obvious inclusion. It does feel like Friday would be the obvious. Because otherwise yeah. people would really have to like change a lot of branding around to like hate Tuesdays a lot more. Yeah. You know, and like people, we've already established... Friday's already kind of the weekend. It's you know, true. It's true. Yeah. But this is not the case with, with my new plan. Okay. You know, what, we, what you would do is your business establishments would have it such that your third day off per week would just drop randomly in in an even pattern. So you would have equal numbers of each day of the week off throughout the year, but it might be random relative to your coworkers mm. so that like, you know, the job could still continue to be going on despite the fact that you would have a day off. But it would just mean so like like maybe this week I would have Tuesday off and then next week maybe I have Friday off and then the week after that it's a Wednesday. And what this would allow is the fact that so many businesses also are open during the hours that everybody else is at work. Yeah. So it's like an appointment day, yeah. you know? So appointment it's like, day. so it's like, because if you want to get like your oil change done, for example, it's like this highly complicated problem right. of needing to find the opportunity to go and do it when it's open right. and when you're not working. Yeah. Otherwise you just kind of got to like really finagle things around. So it'd be so nice if just like, each week, it was just sort of like, okay, got my Tuesday this week, so that's the day I can go to the bank at the grocery store. Right. This is where I'm going to schedule all <clears> of my <throat> yeah dentist appointments and right. haircuts and the comings like and goings, that. as right. it were. It's Aaron's day. Aaron's day. Yeah. Maybe that's what we'd call it. Like, oh, I'm, I'm on Aaron's day that day. Yeah. But then the cool thing would be is that, you know, I, I guess really 40% of the time, it would mean still a three-day weekend. Right. Because you'd have Monday and Friday. Because you'd have Monday and Friday. Right. So you'd have you'd have these like periodic long weekends that right. would fit into it as well. It would also, I mean, it would also no matter when it falls, it's like a pretty good situation for you, right? Because if it's on the Monday or Friday, then you have the three-day weekend. If it's on Tuesday, then it's like Monday does it's like who cares about your Monday? Right? You gotta go to work for one day and then get a day off again. Hooray. It's, you're practically starting on Wednesday. <laughs> How great is this? this and then it's almost Friday again. <laughs> then you got and then if it falls on Wednesday, it's like what, two day weekend, two day work week? Pfft, then I'm back off for a day. I know. Two, this is always the thing. Like two like uh I always loved four day school week because it was just like it felt like it was so much more approachable. Yes. Yeah. But like, yeah, do you do you think like, I almost even would be very curious to see 
what this might do for people as like in terms of like being able to not have to take on so much all at once well because the other option so often is that like you have to do whatever the activity is during your lunch break or something like oh i've got an hour for lunch but i guess instead of eating lunch today i'm going to the dentist or i'm mm. going to the whatever right right or break. or you're chewing up your paid time off depending right. on how your employer sees your need to go to doctor's appointments right you know um which is kind of like one of those things where if if that's what you're doing and you know you have to go to uh like eight appointments throughout the year then you use a like eight one hour appointments a year that means you used a full day of like your vacation time or whatever to go to the dentist right that would be so silly yeah yeah the worst people people have appointments right (laughs) they gotta do them Another, yeah, it's like, cause sometimes, yeah, you're right. Like, you know, I definitely right now need to go get my car changed. It's like the, the place I go is like 30 minutes from my house and not in the direction of work. So it's like, I'm going to have to make an appointment to go out there. It's going to take me a long time to drive there. I'm going to have to sit there while they do it. Cause I'm going to be far away from everybody. It's not like, and I won't have a car, right? <laughs> you know? And then, so it like, even if I, even if I scheduled it for like eight o'clock, it's like, I'm still not going to make it back to work until like 11 or something. Right. And then it's like, I feel guilty because I wasn't here and I was just doing a personal errand and I got behind on things and you know, all that. Maybe we should try Aaron's day. Aaron's day. Aaron's it's day. Like you just get to go do stuff today. I feel like you and I would need <coughs> the same Aaron's day though, because we do a lot of things together. We do. Yeah. We it probably would... have to schedule it. Um, or yeah, in such a way, it would become a problem because if we both had different days off a week, that would mean that we would really only have three yeah. days. I suppose you could experiment around. I mean, maybe it could just be like everyone you just have like an extra day off every month on like a Wednesday or something. Oh, that's a good point too. You know, hey, just like, we're just brainstorming. We're just brainstorming. We're just changing the world over here, changing. one errands day at a time. I mean, between powdered alcohol <laughs> and, uh, like, and additional days off. Right? I mean, I feel like what we're doing right now is coming up with very good ideas that people people are going to love. People are going to like them. Look, and you know what? Maybe on some errands days, you're actually you don't have any appointments at all, and you just get to you can just chill and just have some some space bourbon. You want? Yeah, exactly. You want to know what I would love to do with my errands day is what? go and fill one of those inflatable swimming pools in my yard and just go sit out there in sunglasses with like a drink with like the little umbrella and stuff because like you see this in, like depicted in films and stuff and movies yeah but it's like it's it sure seems great yeah you know like you're you're just out there lounging hanging out you got some stopping you from doing this on like a weekend well i don't really know now that you mention it i mean i suppose i could try it yeah maybe i'll maybe i'll try to get off the social media right delete all those apps and then i'll have plenty of time to fill up a pool right i'll be able to set up my pool which will be great and then i'll take a picture of it which i will then give to cat who can then post to my instagram with a witty caption yeah and be like now that i'm off social media i I have time to get in my pool. Maybe. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine if every single post I had started with the words, <laughs> now that <laughs> I'm, I'm off social media. media. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have to, I have to include one last thing because I feel like I did not mean to steer the conversation this way, mm-hmm. but now I have found myself here and I'm excited about a, 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 a potential pitch for you. Oh boy. Because I have yet another one. Okay. Okay. So are you familiar with the video based concept on the interweb, which is basically the, will it blank like will it sandwich yeah you know what i mean yeah and the whole idea is basically like like if we were to take this particular thing and attempt to turn it into a sandwich can we do it yeah and okay so here's my thought i have wanted a 
an in-ground swimming pool for my whole life. Like my own pool, right? Reasonable. Yeah. And, and not an inflatable one that I can go and like plop in. Yeah. Like a real... Like you want a pool. Like a pool. Yeah. Like a pool pool. I understand. Um, and it's it's one of these things where they are outstandingly expensive. Right. Um, most people even say that it is better to purchase a home that already has a pool than to spend the money to install a pool, which I feel like basically suggests that like it is never worth the money to install it mm-hmm. unless you have like some means of doing it cost effectively. Sure. So here's here's my thing is that I I feel like I have a unique amount of experience dealing with water filtration and modest plumbing, which I feel like on the whole is pretty much all swimming pools are. They are containers that hold water that has a way to circulate through the filters so that it remains clean. Right? I, I don't know. Never have, haven't put that much thought into it. <laughs> I mean, because there's nothing special. Like they make pools out of a variety mm. of different materials. You can have vinyl, you can have fiberglass, you can have concrete. And really the only thing that they all have in common is that they are largely impermeable containers that hold a bunch of water. Right. And I suppose depending on any of those, you can then shape them into stuff uh, yeah. so that they're pleasing. But I'm like, man, like I could go and find a container and I could probably make it watertight. And I could probably run plumbing to make it stay clean. I'm like, should I just should I start a segment called Will It Pool? Will It Pool? Will It Pool. Like, you would need lots of really big containers. I would need lots of really big containers. To try and make into pools. <laughs> well, they don't all have to be huge. I think that, like, what I'd be most curious about I'm is whether or not... you need, like, Will It Bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't, I, I, have not, I have not eliminated cardboard as a potential option no. in, in this venture. I, uh, yeah. like, so I we just got to waterproof this car. <laughs> I got some flexly here. Let's go crazy. Flexiel. <laughs> just just go Hamilton on it. And oh, I'm seeing Hamilton this week. Oh, that's exciting. In fact, by the time people are listening to this, I will have seen it. Goodness gravy. Yeah. Look at you showing off. I know. It's that's gonna be great. Exciting. I can't wait. Do you think do you think that while you're there, you could find me a nice cardboard box that's turned into a swimming pool. While I'm at Hamilton? Oh, yeah. Probably not. Any other vessels that Hamilton <laughs> might have lying around? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not going to be on the lookout for potential <laughs> bathtub substitutes whilst on my trip to see Hamilton. Okay, fine. Yeah. Okay, fine. But mostly what I'm curious about is whether or not I can I could turn anything into a pool. Okay. And it's it it's like it feels like a fun quest. Yeah. Because I'm just I'm just convinced that there's just really not that much to it. Like the pools that I'm familiar with, it's like you're talking like maybe 12 little holes that that circulate the water around, a sand filter, maybe a UV filter. It's not that much to it. Mhm. Anything could be a pool. I guess anything could be a pool. It feels like a lot of time like in-ground pools have like the jets and stuff coming into the walls. Yeah. And you would, I mean, I guess you have to like plumb the jets, right? Oh, that's not hard. uh, It's not hard probably to plumb them, but getting, you have to like have the hole dug, right? Oh, sure. Yes, yes, yeah. You got to get down to, it's not probably hard to install the pipes. It's hard to get to the point where you can install the pipes. This this brings me back to my lifelong ambition to learn how to drive an excavator. Yeah, I don't feel like that's that hard, but. No? No. Oh, goodness me. So if if the Mm -hmm. excavator is not the problem, 
then I'm good. And you're good. Then I'm good. And, and we're good. And all I need is I need holes and <coughs> containers. Yeah, you need some land too to put your big containers in. I have some land. That's true. I have some land. I have, I have more than no land. <laughs> you just have some neighbors who are like, yeah, yeah, my na- neighbor, quote unquote. <laughs> <laughs> there's no, they've owned the land for years. They are not built anything over there except a wide variety of semi-successful pools. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> One of them's a cardboard box. <laughs> Someone's gonna, someone's gonna buy the land. So you're gonna sell it. Someone's gonna buy the land someday. They're gonna go to build a house. They're gonna be excavating. Like you know what? You know what? We we'd be way further along. Except every time we go to dig a hole, there's like ten. There's like ten more just pipes in the ground. It's like an upside down Volkswagen bug over there. There's just all sorts of stuff in the way, and it's everything's wet. <laughs> worth it worth it oh man <clears throat> anyway you guys let me know would you subscribe to my youtube channel of which i will not be reading any of the comments <laughs> on <laughs> will it pool will it pool <laughs> which i will now do with all my free time since i've maybe quit social media right entirely oh man anyway guys thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the pop i feel like it was a fun one we've 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 come up with some really great new things right, one we we've discovered anything can be a pool anything can be a pool we've uh solved work life balance with aaron's day aaron's day yeah we have space wine space which wine. is actually space bourbon which is actually consumed on earth yep yep and is actually in powder form yeah <laughs> It it feels like there's got to be something like like dangerous about having a powdered form of alcohol. It feels potentially <clears throat> dangerous. Like if you ate the powder, would you get libaceous? Ooh, you know. Yeah, we don't want that. No, because that feels like inventing a drug. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> I now think wait a minute. A, a bunch of people at home are like, I'm glad they got there eventually. Yeah, yeah. They're like, okay, welcome to the conversation, guys. <laughs> oh man, maybe you would just have to make it not powdered, but like, like cubes. 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 Yeah. So it's not powder. It's it's cubes. It's cubes. And you put all the cubes into the bottle, and then the cubes dissolve. Right. But you can't crush the cubes up. It's it's written on the package. Right. It's like it's like a noon tablet or something. Yeah, it's like yeah. a noon tablet. Right. Okay. Good idea. Good idea. Anyway, guys, if you'd like to support us on Patreon, <laughs> you can do so at Patreon.com/slash Popcorn Culture. We have a really fun tier over there uh, called the Quarterly Merch Tier, uh, where each quarter we come out with a brand new, very unique, limited edition Popcorn Culture themed piece of merch we are currently working on q2 for the year of 2022 uh which we will be announcing here shortly if again if you'd like to check that out patreon.com slash popcorn culture but until next time pop pop support for this podcast and the following message come from corient Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.